Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Ishtar. I watched the second half of Ishtar. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Hey, Ethan. Hey, Mike. Let me tell you about something. When I was a little boy, mm-hmm. very small boy, I was old, I've always been interested in film, even when I was a tiny child. Uh-huh. I remember asking my parents when I was a little boy, I remember asking them, hey, guys, what's the worst movie ever made? Because I was so excited about film. I wanted to see like what the worst one was. Like I wanted. <laughs> That's the most Mike thing I've ever heard. I was a child. I'm excited about this. Let's see what the worst is. And and my mom, without even batting an eye, without even thinking, she's like Ishtar. Ishtar is the worst movie I've ever seen. Ever? That that was her. That was the worst movie at that point when I was a child. That had, that had been the worst movie she'd ever seen. <sighs> Probably in a theater. I wish this was the worst movie I ever saw. No. Nah. Oh well, that's why when we were making a list for this new year, I'm like, I'm gonna put this movie on here because I've never seen it. I've only heard of it. I've heard it's infamous. Infamous. Like it's an infamous film. It's always been called like the worst movie ever made. It was a humongous box office flop. You know, it, it caused the end of the director. The director never made another <laughs> movie. She never directed another film after this. Okay. But she did write other films. Hmm. She even got an Oscar nomination for a movie called Primary Colors that she wrote. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, this this movie's sort of like infamous. It's also infamous for being like a lot of like famous directors favorite movie. Apparently this is Tarantino's favorite film. One of his favorite films. Edgar Wright loves this film. Scorsese names it on the top of one of his favorite films. It's an interesting film. It's 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 it's, it's an interesting conversation piece. This movie. Hmm. Yeah. It even was the you ever you ever read the far side comics? Yeah. Yeah. There's this infamous comic that Gary Larson drew of uh, he says uh, was it is like uh, video stores in hell. And every copy is a copy of Ishtar. I feel like I've seen that. Probably. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was a child, because I was a child reading, uh, you know, uh, um, The Far Side. I remember seeing that and coming to my mom and going, look, look, it's in The Far Side. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I'm really excited to talk about this movie, especially since I've only seen the last half of it. Yeah. Very curious to see what you think about oh, this Oh, boy, film. me too. <laughs> very curious about you. I know what I think. I'd and be- I am going to hold off on that. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, let's you know talk. what? No, I'm not. No, this nope. movie's not good. <laughs> Hear that, mom? Not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. No, no. But it is definitely not a good movie. Yeah, and we're going to try to get to the pot bottom of why this movie doesn't seem to work. Because I'm I'm with you there as well. This movie this movie isn't the worst movie I've ever seen either. Because we've seen some pretty bad movies. Oh, we've yeah, subjected we have. ourselves to some pretty bad things. Uh, but it is a strange film, I think. It, it's, it's got it's, an got the weirdest tone i was just about to say it's got the weirdest tone it's super it feels really unbalanced for a film um yeah it feels very i don't know yeah like it feels off inauthentic a lot of the times yeah i'd agree with that i'd agree with that but like also trying to be authentic so that's why it feels weird yeah like uh, you don't know what it is no yeah it's a movie, though. It's a it, motion picture. You know, it technically it is a runs film. at 24 frames a second. <laughs> Shot on actual film. Shot on actual film. Yeah. It's a movie. With big names. Warren Beatty was humongous at the time. Uh, you know, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. The Hoffman. The Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hop into this. Woo! So the movie starts off. First off, I have no idea what this movie is. <laughs> you never heard of this movie before at never all? Never heard of it at all. Wow. So I was imagining that we were going to travel back in time. <laughs> To the time of ancient people uh-huh. and ancient What'd land. What do you think Ishtar meant? It was oh, some, it's a place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a real place. 
it's not a real place, but it sounds like a place. It does sound like a place. It does instantly recognize like that is a location. Yeah, that is a location. And I was like, it must be some ancient like pharaohs or something like that going on or, you know. You're not far off. There's some dust in the movie. Yeah, there's dust. (laughs) So like to my surprise, the first thing I heard was singing. Oh, really? And they were singing. Oh, no. They were singing. I almost forgot that aspect of the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I feel like it started to get downplayed, but literally the entire first part of this movie uh-huh. is all about these two lounge musicians played yes. by uh, Dustin Hoffman and the other guys. <laughs> Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty. You know, you never heard of Warren Beatty? Nope. Who was he in? Uh, he was in Bonnie and Clyde. He was in Dick Tracy. He was in uh, Bullworth. These are all movies I've not seen. I've only seen two of the three. I haven't seen Bonnie and Clyde. And I got to say, he was a big deal back then. Not a very good, good, not a very good actor. Uh, he seems he's, whatever. He's a pretty he bad seems actor. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't seem terrible. He just seems okay. He's a little weird. He's, he's a better than weird. this movie, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. Anyway. Yeah. So starts off with these guys singing a song about how it's hard to tell the truth and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's really mediocre. <laughs> Wait, is the is the song bad or is their singing bad? Both. Okay. Combined. So it's got really bad lyrics. So they, they're trying to write it. it turns right. out they're trying to write it. Okay. And so you're looking at these two guys and they're. They look like songwriters sitting behind in front of a piano trying to play. Right. So they say they need a talent agent. That's what they need. That's the thing separating them from, um, oh my God. Any other of, musical duo? Yeah, I was going to name one because they kept naming them. Simon uh, and Garfunkel. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid name. Every time, okay, here's my thing that I always mess up. Instead of saying Simon Garfunkel, you I say, say Garfunkel, Garfunkel and, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> I hate myself so much. No, don't apologize. <sighs> you just grew up at that time, you stupid millennial. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I only download my music off title. <laughs> also, I download my music. Okay, so. <laughs> what was the last CD you bought? Like physical oh, God, CD? God, what was the last CD I bought? Mine was probably a Weird Al album. <laughs> that, that's not surprising. <laughs> Oh, what was the last CD I'm, I'm trying to look at my, I'm trying to imagine my, your physical oh, CD. I, the last CD I ever owned, I ever required uh-huh. was a Cannibal Corpse CD I found on the ground nice! at, a, at a metal concert. Very cool. Someone, I love Cannibal Corpse. Someone just left it there and I was like, hmm. That's Jim Carrey's favorite band. I know. How'd you know that? Because I know a lot about metal. I don't That's know. right. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about metal, but I know a lot about Jim Carrey. <laughs> He wanted them in Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, yeah, yeah that's right. The reason they were in there. Exactly. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, the only reason. Because I don't think anyone else would be like, this crazy metal band probably shouldn't be in like anything for kids ever. Ace Ventura was not a movie for children, Ethan. There was... It's, it's rated PG-13. Ethan, there, the villain of the movie is a person who's at the end of the film, you see a bulge of their dick being like hidden between their legs. Isn't that PG-13 though? Is it? I feel... Well, PG-13 is not for children. It's Whatever, for teenagers. kids, kids these days, <laughs> they shouldn't listen to the Cannibal Corpse devil music. How weird is that though? That movie was not a children's film at all, and it spawned like a children's animated television show. There was a lot of movies that did that. Though. A lot of a lot of uh, Jim Carrey movies did that. The Mask, The Mask did that. That was not a kids show. That was that was a kids television show. Oh, you're not right. a kids movie. Oh, there was an R-rated movie I was thinking about that was also <sighs> Goodfellas. No, <laughs> was it Goodfellas? Whatever. This is getting off. Track. Anyway, yeah. we're getting off track here. Maybe it was Ishtar. <laughs> It's the TV series. Listen, that's not a show for anyone. <laughs> it's not a movie for anyone. No one needs to see that. No. Yeah. So, um, so they got call this guy up. They met saw him in an ad. He's just you've been drinking a lot. I guess it doesn't matter. So, the, <laughs> so they go. They're like, meet us at the song the song mart. It's a place for people to test out songs. Uh huh. So there's a few. You see a few people before them, and they all do great. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, when these two knuckleheads get up there. 
no one understands their music, also because it's bad and it has no rhythm. <laughs> so they're not so Very true. They talk to the agent and they're like, What'd you think? And he says, You guys are terrible, but you guys need to stick to songs people like and just, you know, if if the if it sucks, you can blame someone else for it then. Mm. They're like, Well, that's great, but we're not singers, we're songwriters. No, like, oh. they are not singers. Okay, well, let's see what you can do. Why don't you try playing with someone else's stuff? So they, the next scene is them um, playing a song. Everyone knows the one that goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Is that? I didn't recognize. Hey, uh, that one? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it goes, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's the song. Everyone knows it totally. Totally. Listen, I wanted to look it up, but I was like, I was like, I need to look this song up. How do I look this song up? And I was just like, ah, I gotta give up. No idea. So I figured, very good I figured my rendition would, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all. Yeah, that one. Okay. All right. They get out of there and they talk into the agent after playing again, and no one, no one, still no one likes them. They're terrible. They're not good at singing. They're not good. They're just not good. They're just not good at performing. So they're down to nothing, and the agent is like, look. I got some act, North Africa, Morocco. You know, it pays like 75 bucks. Why are you shaking your head? I'm, why would you do that? Why, why would you, you go there? Well, I'm going to explain why. <laughs> so they got 75 bucks, you know, and they're like, well, or 75 bucks a week, which is like nothing, you right. know, but they do get room and board and food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're like, all right, well, maybe we'll think about it. And so they go and they walk off and they go and think about it. So... Uh, Chuck wants to be alone, so he decides to walk off at his bar. Who's Chuck? See, I, I wrote down there. Chuck's the um, here. I never explained that. Chuck <laughs> is Dustin Hoffman's character. Okay, got it. And Warren is. Is it? Yeah, Warren Beatty is Lyle. Is that his name? Lyle. For some reason, I wrote Warren in here. Warren. It's Warren Beatty. That's the man's name. <laughs> That's the actor's name. Why did I hear that from the movie? Because I didn't know his name. <laughs> Holy shit! Do you think somebody fucked up and called him Warren in the movie? That happens. Quite often in films. Maybe. It's possible. Huh. They call him, anyway, his name's Lyle. Okay. I should do a control F and replace all the Warrens in here with Lyle. I'm going to have to try to do that too. Anyway, um, so Lyle is mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go over here. And, uh, so he meets him in the bar and Chuck's like, what the heck? I wanted to be alone. And Lyle's like, well, there's only one bar. What do you expect? In New Stupid. York? Yeah, he's kind of a weird character. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. He's a dumb He's Warren. dumb. That's his, that's his character trait is he's dumb. Yeah. So. He um, talks to the bartender. The bartender's like, you know that guy over there? And he's like, yeah, I met him about four months ago. And it's like, what? Because he kind of has the impression that they've known each other a long time. Yeah, they're Ross. like good like, friends. No, it's only been like four months. Hmm. So all of a sudden we have a flashback. Now here's the weird part. is This is one of the first times I didn't know it was a flashback. The film didn't make it obvious at all. <laughs> there wasn't any way to understand that. But I guess it's only four months back. Uh-huh. Which is also weird because sometimes it says like a day later on the bottom title card when it switches right. places or something like that or tonight or something like that tonight this one no we're just gonna guess you're just gonna guess that it's a flashback guess it's a flashback so you see Lyle doing his ice cream day job and he's just singing and singing and ignoring all the kids he's a bad he's bad he sucks yeah yeah so then you cut to Chuck who's a lounge singer at an Italian restaurant and he sings a song he's you know doing okay he's not like terrible he's singing you know Mi Amore and all that good stuff mm-hmm. um Miyamori? Miyamori. Miyamori. And um, sings a couple songs. He's okay. But then he says, like, hey, there's a couple here celebrating their 23rd anniversary. And they celebrate their last th- two anniversaries here. So I wrote them a song just for them. And the song basically sings, 
about how my life is nearly over and I've left you something amazingly great in my will and all this stuff. And they're like, wow, that's terrible. Yeah, that's interesting. So he he goes and has some lunch with his um, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about like, oh, do you love me and all this stuff? He's like, oh, I don't know if you're Mrs. Right or whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the waiter comes by and says, you bought, someone bought this drink for you. It's a songwriter. And look over and it's Lyle. Yeah. And he's all like waving and happy. He's like, wow, a songwriter. That's crazy. I'm going to talk to him. So they talk. Next thing you know, they're playing music. I'm trying to play music at the bar after hours and stuff like that. Not the bar, the restaurant after hours. Right. And the, the poor girlfriend and um, Lyle's wife is sitting there just waiting. Lyle's a wife? Lyle's wife. Oh. But then <laughs> one scene, Lyle's wife just gets up and walks away out of the, out of the restaurant. Next thing you know, um, Warren's wife. No, Warren's life. Dang it. Lyle's life leaves him. <laughs> we, here's, we can say Warren. We can say Warren. You're we right. can say Warren and no, we can we'll say, say Warren Hoffman. And, and Hoffman. We'll just say Warren and Hoffman. All right. Makes it easier for me. That's so tough sometimes. As long as it makes it easier for you. <laughs> so um, there's so many things in here that I wrote down. I realize I have nothing to do with the plot. For right. example, uh, Dustin Hoffman is like, hey, Warren, why can't you say schmuck? And he teaches him how to say schmuck for some reason. How, how does he not? How does it? He just can't say it right because he's an idiot. And he's, he's from he, the West or the he, South or something, right? Yeah. That's the other he joke. It says like Schumach or something. Schumach? I don't know. That was terrible. I don't know why it's in this. It These does, are the it, jokes. It has nothing. Like, uh, did all, you laugh at all? No. This joke, all the timing is just. It's off. off. It's like really completely weirdly off. off. You know why it is probably? Because none of these actors are comedic actors. No, they're That's not. That's probably the major problem. Like, I, I think they're maybe going for a dry type of humor, but like. There's weird reactions to it sometimes, which doesn't make the it's writing... It's weirdly edited, too, I think. Yeah, it's problem. the editing, and the writing isn't very well-suited. F- like, if this was directed a little bit differently, I feel like it might have been pulled off. Right. But, like, the writing was very dry. It was really dry, but then on other moments, it's childish, almost. Like, the schmuck thing. Yeah, I like, don't get it. That's weird. All right. Anyway, so they go out to a bar, and Chuck's like, oh, man, ladies are cool. And it's like, oh, he has a girlfriend. But then Warren's just like, sorry, I gotta... Dustin Hoffman's like, I got ladies, and Warren's like, I there's this lady and I can't talk to her, so I'm gonna be awkward. Uh-huh. And it's like, ma'am, he has this weird obsession where Dustin Hoffman can get ladies, but he can't. He's very obsessed with like how <laughs> much he's like down on himself. He's like, I'm ugly, nobody would like me. It's it's a joke because uh uh Warren Beatty was known to be like a playboy back at the time. He was dating Madonna and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, oh, what a great joke. I know, get it? It's so funny. It, it holds up. <laughs> Holds up. Especially let me tell if you, you don't know who he is. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Especially when they tell you the entire movie and it's a running joke. Oh shit, it, it is. It makes it great. Jesus. Obviously they didn't run the whole movie, so. No, no, not really. Um, so let's say, um, well, you know, Dustin Hopman's spending a long time with Warren. Uh-huh. And he goes up to his girlfriend and is like, hey, I'm gonna have to go to hang out with Warren because he's like really sad. He's really depressed. And his girlfriend's like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave then. It doesn't matter. You're spending all this time with him and you don't even care about me. Mm-hmm. I only see you once a week. This sucks. Goodbye. <laughs> and she's like, what? What? You're the only person I know about? And all this stuff. Uh-huh. So he's um, on the ledge of his building. And he's like, I'm going to, or on the ledge of his balcony. And he's like, I'm going to kill no. myself. Why? Because uh, he's a phony. He realizes he has no talent. They have no talent. They're Music's not going anywhere. Okay. He, he made it sound like he was a great songwriter and like a legend and all stuff. And he's, like, not. No, he's not. Okay. That'd and then, cool you know, his, his only support, his girlfriend left him and he took her for granted. And if he kills himself now, end of the movie. Oh, that would have been, been nice. 
<laughs> so he gets on a ledge and call. So he calls um, Warren, lets him know like he's a phony, and he's like, "Don't, don't call the cops." And of course, he calls the cops, and the cops come and they try to save him. And his whole family's there to help him. His mom, his dad, his rabbi, you know, everyone's there, and they're like, "Don't kill yourself." And then, um, they're not even in Ishtar yet. Warren, I know, <laughs> no, it takes a long time to get there. And Warren is like, "I'll come save you," and he's like, "Dude, don't kill yourself." And it's like, "All right." I won't. I'll try not to. <laughs> and he's like, fine. Then they cut immediately to Ishtar, Morocco. Yes. And these archaeologists find a map that speaks of a time of upheaval mm-hmm. when two messengers come to the city to save it. The two messengers of God. The two messengers of God. Yeah. Then suddenly everyone starts firing guns and these archaeologist guy runs out and... Hides, drives away, goes into a map, goes into a hotel, and the guys find him, and they like try to search him. He's like, "You'll never find it. Only the two messengers of God will find the map, or whatever." Oh. And it's like, "Okay, where this, this came out of like nowhere? Yeah, nowhere where at the, all. Where did why this did come you from? start the movie with this? Have a little intrigue. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to just horrible singing. See, and that would have been great too, because then it would be like, "You'll never find the two messengers of God." Smash cut to them singing on the yes, stage. Like, yes. that would have been a good fun. And then the entire Instead, time they with said them, you'll never find the two messengers of God, and it swaps to airplane of them singing. So it's kind of close. I guess it's close. Okay. It's close, it's but like. Close. It, but starting the movie off with that kind of intrigue is a great way of like getting the audience interested, not bombarding us with this horrible singing. This is true. Yeah. All right. So they obviously going to go take the gig at the hotel where journalists are because right now, the there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of strife going on in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of political intrigue and things like that. A lot of, a lot of what? Upheaval. Upheaval. Is that a word? I've never heard that term. Oh, upheaval. <laughs> I heard up people. <laughs> And I was like, what is up people? I hope Mike's not saying something horrible again. Really happy people. Up people. Up people, you know. Hey, how you doing? I I apologize. Upheaval. Ah, upheaval. Yes, there's a lot of upheaval going on. There's no up people in this movie. no up people. Only (laughs) only downers. Only downers. downers. So um, they get to the airport and, excuse me, Ward goes into the bathroom while Dustin Hoffman's hanging out watching the luggage. He's approached by someone in a lot of garb Ooh. who asks for his help. A lot of garb? Is that a word? Garb? <laughs> garb is a word, but what do you mean by a lot of garb? Well, they're wearing a lot like, of clothes. They're wearing a lot of clothing? Yeah. Okay. They're very well covered. Okay. It makes sense, is right? It a, is it a woman? Uh, that's, that's, here we go. Okay. Here we go. I'm excited. Here we go. All right. They ask for help. Dustin Hoffman immediately is like, oh, this person asked for help. Obviously, they want to have sex with me, and they're dude. First thing. I don't know why. All of a sudden, he goes, hey, listen, buddy. Um... I, I appreciate the offer, but like, I'm not, I'm not into that sort of thing. You know, I'm a straight man. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not proud of it, that, but I'm not ashamed of it either. You know, I'm just a straight man. That's you a know, weird thing to jump upon. It's weird. And, the, and he does this long thing about like how he's not gay. Is it really funny? No. It's dumb. <laughs> and then the first thing this person does is lift up her shirt and show her, her like robe and show her boob. Do you see her boobs? Yeah. For like one second. Mm. And she puts it back down and, um. That's, and that's, he goes, wow, what do you got? Whoa. And it's like, okay. And then immediately she says, I'm a woman, you idiot. Why did she, <laughs> why did start she just say that? Why did she start off with that? <laughs> okay, first off, you wouldn't start any conversation with, hey, I'm a woman. Can you help me out? You would just ask, you know, can For you help. help me out? Why would he immediately jump upon like, oh, this man wants to have sex with that's me? That's what I didn't understand. Yeah. And then rather than 
correct him immediately and stop this horrible conversation. She, she flashes she, him. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm a woman. That, okay. And by the way, the actress that plays the woman is War, was Warren Beatty's current girlfriend at the time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he produced the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a weird she thing. says, hey, I need help. In the middle of an airport. Yeah, I know. No. That's it's not like a private area. They're like in the middle. Like there's not this bunch of people walking around. No. no one says anything. Whatever. Don't see that anymore. Nope. <laughs> Man. The late TSA. 80s are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring a gun and get shirtless in the middle of a, in the middle of the airport. Back in the day, it was so much crazy. Oh man, it was great. So she wants to get a passport into Marrakesh because she is a did some bad stuff. She didn't really say what, but okay. she's just like, look, you need to help me save my country from a tyrant. <laughs> so he's like, uh, what? This movie would never be able to be made nowadays. It's pretty much, yeah, <laughs> I know. Someone like that, like, approach somebody in the middle of an airport being like, hey, I need you to sneak me into I your I also take my bag. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever going to do that. It's like, no. No. <laughs> well, but luckily, she's a lady. She's a lady, and this is pre-9-11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's so like, he's like wow, sure, what's the worst that could happen? And he's like, whatever. And she's like, you can't tell your, you know, buddy Friend. about this at all. And um, so he's like, okay, I'll do it, I guess. So Warren comes back and is like, hey, what's up? And Dustin Hoffman's like, oh, I didn't get my, pa- I lost my passport. I'm gonna have to go to the embassy to get it. And they're like, okay, whatever. So they go to the embassy, and the embassy's like, fuck no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? Yeah. What is this shit? You coming in here thinking we got civil war? Like, what's gonna bring you civil war? You think I just get you a passport? You <laughs> fucking American rich entitled prick. And he's all pissed. He's like, but I gotta hit my gig. Yeah. And he's like, fine, go ahead, Warren. I'll catch up and make it on land. So he goes and you know takes off. So Dustin stays at a hotel that night, and this D- American guy finds. Are him. you saying that Dustin checks in? <laughs> I'm gonna check right out of here. Oh no! <laughs> the sequel that. Underrated sequel. <laughs> Man, I need to watch those movies. I forgot about those. I completely forgot until you just said that too. And your brain connected those I was together. Like, Dustin checks in. I can make a joke right now. <laughs> what happens in the Dustin series? I don't know. So I kind of want to watch it now because I'm like, I remember these movies. I have no idea what happens. Stay in them. tuned, audience. You might watch one oh, of them. God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so so he checks in and is like, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin checks in, <laughs> and this guy finds him and is like, "Hey, I'm. I heard there was another American in a hotel. How about I come buy you dinner?" And she's like, eh, "All right." So, um, they go down. They start talking about all this stuff, and he's like, "I need a passport," and blah blah. blah. And then he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, what do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I work in the CIA. Like, I'm doing this private stuff, you know." Right. Um, right. Just let you know. And he's like, "Okay. All right. Cool." Um. It's like, yeah, we gotta, we're trying to keep the civil unrest down, you know, we're trying to spend money to, you know, get some people to do some things and all this stuff. And he implies, like, hey, do you want to, like, do a thing for us? And, that's a guy, that's the thing a CIA it's like, agent eh, do. I don't know. What's the thing? He's like, well, I'll get you a passport real quick. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe I will do a thing then. Yeah. Um. So he goes and is like, okay, here, have this pen. You're a nice guy because of my pen and everything. Right. And then, um... Here's the next thing is the next scene is um what's the guy's name again? Warren. Warren is having a <laughs> Warren's having a song night in Morocco and he's doing a song uh-huh. and he's trying to do um Simon and Garfunkel songs. 
but no one wants to hear those. They want to hear all these other songs. Right. And he's just like, okay, I just sang Garfunkel song anyway. Someone's <laughs> like, sing that some more. And everyone kept saying, sing that some more. I don't know why everyone was really requesting that song. Yeah. Which song? That's Amore. Oh, okay, okay. I kept saying that's Amore. Oh, <laughs> my, my ignorance. What do I know? It's all right. I Nothing. Probably... <laughs> oh. It's all right. We'll get some uh, pizza pie after this. Yeah, exactly. I can see it in your eye. So, yeah. Dustin Hoffman appears and starts singing, that's Amore, in front of everyone. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, amazing. And they all love this band. They all love them. They Why? love all their music because they're singing all the songs they want. Right, right. And so everyone's really hyped on it. <laughs> um, so... Um, Dustin's like, we can get any woman in here. And Warren's like, I don't think women like me. Oh my God. It's funny. Oh, it's so funny. So then Warren. He's not a very, he's not a very up person. No, he's not. So then Warren goes, cause like, I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then someone tries to sneak in his room. Uh-huh. He tries to steal his stuff. He tries to steal that bag that, um, Dustin Hoffman brought. Right. But then he finds that same lady who <gasps> stole the passport from Dustin, except he didn't, she didn't steal it. She just took it. Right. And, Warren's like, oh my god, it's some dude, and then, like, tackles her, and then there's a whole joke about how long it takes a really long time for her to realize it's a lady. The only time he realizes it is when he touches her boobs. Oh, and god. Like, These are breasts, and it's it's great. Uh, funny. <sighs> funny. Funny, funny, <laughs> funny, 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 funny. <laughs> um, oh, that's even after she kisses him. Well, anybody can kiss anybody. I, I guess that's true, Let but, me show like, you. Oh, 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 Mike. But I felt like that might have given a hint or something. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, she's or just, just like, you're just, you're just a young child who hasn't had puberty yet. You're just like young. A you're child? A young, a young man. Ugh. Stupid. So she says that her friend, that his friend, uh-huh. Dustin Hoffman works for CIA because how else could he get into the, to the, comp- to the area so quickly? You know, exactly. how to get that passport after losing it? And then you're just like, I don't know. I'm just like, think about it. Think about it. If you need, if you need me, go find a guy in a, the camel, uh, the camel shopping district named Muhammad. Named Muhammad. Oh God! Say you want to buy a blind camel. Oh God! Help me if you want to overthrow a tyrant. So that makes now so much more. Yeah. Sense. So then <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is like, well, okay. Well, he meets with the CIA agent who all of a sudden is behind a lot more security now. Turns out the CIA bugged him because they had a the pen was a microphone. Yes. And they knew all the stuff that he was saying. Yes. And he knows he's good. And they know he didn't know willfully um, let someone use his passport because they know about that. They know the passport. They mm. know that that lady used it. Yes. And they're like, hey, that lady's bad. Um, she's trying to up, up throw that. Upheaval. Upheaval. <laughs> trying to do some upheaval things. <laughs> she's trying to overthrow. Overthrow. Yeah. Overthrow, tire. upheaval. But the Americans, they want it because it keeps peace, you know? Right. Stuff, whatever. They, you know, war's bad. Politics. Yeah. Po- yeah. Political stuff, you know? So he's like, eh, I don't know about this thing because you guys are doing all this weird stuff. Why don't you take your money back that you tried giving me? And he's like, Meh. Why do they also want to enlist it. him? I'm not sure. I guess it's just because of that tie between the um, passport. Is that stuff. It? I think that might be it. Okay. So he might know some things or something like that. Or, or she trusts him a little bit. Well, she knows that doesn't trust her. And they also say that um, Warren might have banged that person because it might be a sexual thing. So now the CIA is telling him that Warren is also a spy and working for the other side now. Okay. So it's very confusing for both of them. Yes, and the t- audience. And the audience. 
So they're both thinking they're agents for each other now because Warren was told by the lady mm-hmm. and Dustin Hoffman was told by the CAA man. Right. So they're both going to go try to get to each other. Mm-hmm. So as soon as one Warren goes out to go do the drop thing with the blind camel. Um, yes. Dustin Hoffman starts following them and they bump into each other. Oh no. Uh. And so they're like, okay, we're going to nonchalantly go try to buy something then. So they go to another market and they buy some stuff and they're like, oh, some nice things. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At this point, a bunch of agents are following them. Secret agents from all over the world, it seems like, okay. are trying to follow them. And um, what happens is some guys get a hold of them and they try to hold them up. Oh. And they're like, Act normal. We have guns in your back. Immediately, both stick their hands up, and it's like, "No, keep your hands down, dummy." Start walking away, trying to walk away, and oh no, the CIA finds them, and they're like, "Come on, guys, we're gonna rescue you!" And they start shooting at them, and then they find this lone person who's like, "I'll rescue you." It's this little boy, or not little boy. I guess he's like a teenager. He's a young man. Young man. Yeah. He's like, "I'll rescue you guys." And he's like, "Okay." So they all ch- run after him. They hide him in a rug shop, and they put these false rugs down. So everyone takes the false rugs, but actually they get away on the top. False and rugs. It's an exciting. It's just rugs that look like people are rolled up inside of them. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I guess that is a little weird to explain. <laughs> yeah, What's false a, false what? rugs are not a normal thing. I was gonna say, so they're not rugs, but they they're look like, like rugs. <laughs> It's a curtain, sir. It's a curtain. Ah, you tricked me again. Oh, damn it. I thought it was a rug the whole time. I put it on the ground and everything. How disrespectful. It doesn't matter. This escape sequence was exciting, and it has actually pretty okay music. Oh, really? That was really? one thing to notice. I was The music was actually kind of cool. What do you mean by the music? It's upbeat. It was like, oh, man, we're running. Oh, okay. It's got a little bit of a, mi- a Middle a Eastern tw- twinge. Yeah, it's going on. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they go, they're like, all right, we got to go to the camel place. Okay. Cut to a palace where the CIA man is to have a meeting with... Some other man. That's all I saw. I didn't see anything else about it. Yes, it's it, it. I literally turned the movie on, and the title came up saying Ishtar at the bottom because that's where the Amir's palace is. That's ah, the guy that the CIA is, is meeting with. Yes, me Amir. That's Amir, eh? That's Amir, eh? Um, yes. And the guy, the CIA agent Jim Harrison, is meeting up with them. They're old friends, and Jim Harrison, the CIA agent, tells Amir, the Amir. That his men tried killing the Americans. He's like, you guys tried killing American people. And the Amir is, he, he acts shocked, but he clearly isn't. And he's like, look, if a bunch of people come into my country and immediately associate and give their passport to a known upriser rebel person that I don't trust, we're going to shoot at them. Like, okay. that's what's going to happen. Fair. And so the two conspire to get rid of the Americans the CIA agent and the Amir. Okay. So that's the plan going on. Okay. Here. Okay. Makes sense. They suck. Didn't matter here. Exactly. They can't even, they can't even do secret missions. Right. Cause the thing is, is the Amir is like, look, everyone's thinking these two are the messengers of God and they can't, ah. they can't think that because I want to stay in power. If people keep thinking they're messengers of God. You know, they're not going to trust me. Sure. And the CIA agents like, yep. look, we want to keep peace. Fine. We'll kill. They definitely have voices of angels. <laughs> It is. It's very true. So then they arrive at the camel market, and I am so confused because Warren Beatty one tries to ditch uh, Dustin Hoffman. Don't know why he did that. And then two goes up to a bunch of people, asks who Muhammad is. Everyone turns around because it's a very common name. Yeah. And uh, according to this movie, and then he's like, "Oh, you're Muhammad. Okay, what great luck. I need a blind camel." And everyone's like looking at each other, like confused. And the scene lasts way too long. Because no one can figure out why he wants a blind camel. <laughs> yeah. So Dustin Hoffman's watching all this. Including you. Including me. I'm like, why does he need a blind camel? Like, I... Yeah, he clearly... Messenger of God, God will lead the blind camel. Exactly. 
So Dustin Hoffman is like watching all this going on. He's in like in a hotel room all by himself. And then the lady comes in, the bad one, whatever her name is. I don't know what her name is. The lady though. Yeah. And she's like, where's my brother's suitcase? Like, where's, where's the map? And he's like, I don't have the map. And he seems really jilted too, because jilted, because he's like, you know, why did you enlist him to be part of your army? Why couldn't I have been part of your army? And she realizes like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And like, it's like this emotional feeling, this emotional moment. She starts crying, tells Dustin Hoffman about how her brother was killed and how they need the map. And if she goes back and tells the people that she works with, or if anybody knows that she doesn't have the map, she'll be killed. That's basically. Dang, that's a, that's tough. That's, that's tough. And she just tells this to him. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> Cuts back to Warren Beatty. He's walking around. He's bought a ton of stuff. From all the different markets. I don't know why he's done this. Uh, he also has the blind camel. And he's incredibly dumb. That's the first thing I figure out. He's just the he's dumb, very dumb. He's a dumb character. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Dustin Hoffman's character is just not interesting. No. He has like almost no character. Barely. And Warren Beatty. Is just dumb. Is nothing. Yeah. That's the thing I wanted to bring up too. So, okay. So he's walking around with the camel. And then they see what they think are CIA agents. And so Warren Beatty is like, oh man, they totally, the guy that I bought the camel from totally could have like ratted me out to the CIA. I'm going to go hide. Dustin Hoffman, you hold on to this blind camel. And while he's gone, the CIA agent does come up and like tap Dustin Hoffman on the shoulder. And he's like, look, uh, we need you to go to the middle of the desert to the Hilton Oasis. Apparently it's a hotel in the middle of the desert. We need you to go there. He's clearly just trying to get rid of him. And he says that there's a beeper on Dustin Hoffman that is has a tracking device so they can figure out where he is. At the same time, Warren Beatty runs into the lady uh, and the lady tells him to go into the middle of the desert. They're both trying to get rid of them. That's the idea is the CIA right. and the rebels are both trying to get rid of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like basically trying to kill him. So they listen to both people. They listen to the rebels and the CIA agents and they go into the middle of the desert and they immediately get lost, of course. And Dustin Hoffman falls over due to exhaustion Vultures show up and circle the both of them. <laughs> of course, that's comedy. It's comedy. Classic. And, and it's like, so here's my problem with the movie at this point. I don't care about these characters. I don't actively hate them, but I just don't care about them. They've got, you're, like you said, they've, they've got nothing to them. There's nothing to like they're about so them. They're so boring. They're boring. They're, other, they're, they're boring, but they're also like not believable as people. Like they don't feel like real people that I can like relate and empathize with. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the biggest problem with the movie is like the rest of the film is basically them just like walking around in circles in the desert and we're having to deal with that. And it's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 You're right though. You're right. It's terrible. So then they're in the middle of the desert. They realize that they're going to miss the show and they start freaking out and yelling at each other. And then the wind starts blowing and they realize that they've been duped by everybody uh, that they're now in the middle of the desert. They don't know how to get back. Um, and then they start running around and the CIA agent, since they have a tracker on them, they know like when they're going to stop. And they're like, okay, when they stop for like 30 minutes, then we're going to go out with a helicopter and like make sure they're dead. That's the plan. Okay. They want it to look like they died under natural. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. So they're walking around and then they come across some like weapon people on the middle of the desert. Weapon people. People are sell weapons illegally. Uh, like on the weapons traders. Weapons. Yeah. People. Um, arms dealers arms dealers that's the go. word that's the word that's the, those are the words come across some arms dealers and they just want some water so they're like hey let's go and ask if they have water 
so they get first, um, Dustin Hoffman gets Warren Beatty to go down there because Warren Beatty is all dressed up. Like he's got like a turban. He's got like the whole thing going on. Also, the clothes that he bought has blue paint and it keeps rubbing off on him. So it's like this weird form of blackface that makes him look like he has a darker skin tone, uh. which is really weird. And he's like, go down there and, and talk to them and try to get water out of them. And so he goes down there. But then when he goes down there, they see Dustin Hoffman and they bring him down. They ask him if he's an interpreter and because they're going to try to sell these to these people, but they don't know like what the language sure, is. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is, is that because they're staying in there for so long, the army does eventually show up. The CIA does show up to try to shoot them down and, and see if they're dead. Clearly aren't. And everyone runs away, but they leave all the weapons there. So now Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty have the weapons. Hmm. I've just killed 20 minutes of this movie, by the way. It, long scenes that had nothing to do with anything. They were terrible and stupid. So then, oh, what happens next? They crawl around the desert more and they're starting to lose it. And then Warren Beatty like looks over at Dustin Hoffman because Dustin Hoffman's been wearing this jacket this whole time. And now he wrapped it around his head mm -hmm. to try to keep his head like, like out cool, of the sun. Yeah. Warren Beatty like kind of crawls on him, which is a little weird. But then he's like, hey, look, there's a map on the inside of your jacket. This whole time, oh. the brother sewed the map onto the inside of the jacket. That's why they can find it. So the map does exist. It's right there. That's the whole point. Uh, we come back to the rebels. They say that if the Americans don't die in the desert, they put a humongous reward on their heads to kill them. Cool. So it doesn't matter. Easy. Uh, double, easy. double dead. Exactly. It's like double tapping, right? Exactly. And the woman at this point is, is I don't know what her name is. She immediately starts to regret the decision of putting them in the middle of the desert. She feels bad for them. I don't care. And then uh, they, I don't know. And then the army eventually, the, the CIA does show up because they want to actually kill them now because if they don't, if they don't die, then they'll fall out of favor with the, uh, what's his name? The uh, Amir, the guy who runs Ishtar. And so they show up to just kill them, but they still need to make it look like an accident because if a bunch of Americans die on the soil, then it's going to obviously get investigated. Yep. And it, you know, so then they try shooting them, but then the people that are trying to shoot them don't know that they already have weapons. So they pull out weapons and they shoot at the helicopter. The CIA agent gets really like, he gets really nervous and he's like, okay, fine. Let's just send in everybody to try to mow these Americans down. And when they do, then Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman just pull out more fucking weapons to try to shoot them and kill them. And then... Okay, and I did not see this coming. I know, but it's really bad. Like, it doesn't look very good. And then, even though they're in the middle of the desert, I don't know how they managed to do this, but the lady and that guy from earlier, um, the one, uh, Abdul? Oh, yeah. Uh, they uh, The one that helped them earlier. Yeah. They just show up in the middle of the desert and just know where they are. I don't know how they know where they are, but they're like, hey, guys... Nice to see you. We're going to help you out now. And so they all get on the weapons and then the CIA agent realizes like, look, if they kill them now, like if they die now, it's going to look really fucking suspicious with all of these people here, you know? Totally. Right. So then they have to, so then they're like, fine. All right. We won't kill them. They go back home. They talk to their agent, Marty, the big fat smoker guy. Mm -hmm. um, and basically he says that they will give the map back to the CIA for two things. One one thing, that the lady will oversee the social reform of Ishtar. Okay. Thing two, that the U.S. government will back an album and show for Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty for the, with mm. their new- So both of those things are down with, right? Huh? They're down with both of those things, aren't they? They do both. Of, they, have, they have no choice. They have to. Huh. So they do do that thing. They do do both of these things. So then we see one final show uh, where- 
uh, Dustin Hoffman. And here's the thing at this point. What the fuck? Wait, what? I yeah, feel like the, there's a part missing from this movie. This, yeah, yeah, right? I'm like, <laughs> what? wait, what? what? How is this the ending already? Yeah, this is the ending already. What? Yes. Uh, I have blasted through moments of this film that don't matter, that don't add anything to the premise other than to waste my goddamn time <laughs> and eat it up. So the movie ends with them actually performing uh, on stage. Now, this is the first time I've seen them perform. I'm like, okay, so... Let me sit back. I bet they'll be hilarious. I bet they'll be great. I bet they'll be at least good on stage. No, they they fall over each other and they sing horribly. And their songs are terrible. And they keep cutting back to the CIA agent who's sitting, who's sitting next to like the secretary of defense or something. And they're just like looking at He's like looking at the CIA agent like, why are we backing these guys? Why are we giving money to these people? And then the CIA agent is like, oh, man, this music is terrible. And then they cut over to the lady. And she's crying because she thinks it's so wonderful and their music is so beautiful. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Oh, so the people of the area, they think their music's amazing because it's they're, they're hearing messages from God. Is that what it is? That's the only thing I that can That makes of. sense. I mean, that makes sense, I so, guess. So, but the movie, at least for me, is not over because I always try to sit through the credits. So the credits start rolling. Special unit director, a guy named Michael Moore. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Is it the same Michael Moore? I have no idea. Aww. I'd like to assume... That's a guy. That's good. That's a nice thought. Yeah. It's a nice thought. Uh, and then here was the really weird part. Remember Michael Moore? Just remember him. I remember Michael Moore. It's been like, I don't know. He made a movie recently. It's been, yeah, but it's been years since he's been relevant though. That's very good. I think the last time he was relevant was when they blew him up in Team America. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. I think that killed him. <laughs> I think that ended That his killed career. his relevancy. Really blew it. Uh, yeah. So Michael Moore worked on the movie. There's one thing. So that's another reason I hate this film. And here's the second thing that really shocked me. So you're like, the music in this movie was terrible. I was like, the music in this movie is bad, but it's really more like the performance that's bad. Like some of the lyrics are actually pretty good near the end of the movie for some of the songs. Oh, really? I just thought they were dumb and silly. Well, you know why they're dumb and silly? Huh. A little man named Paul Williams wrote them. You know who Paul Williams is, Ethan? Or Son audience? of John Williams? Not John Williams. Paul Williams wrote Rainbow Connection. He oh. wrote most of the song. He wrote all the songs for uh, the Muppet movie. But they're intentionally supposed Muppet to be Christmas bad, film. though. That's a thing. Yeah, but the last song is actually really good. Oh, the really? The lyrics are actually really good. It's about how all of your life is just a job interview for God, and hopefully you'll get that job in the end. Like, it's it's this really weirdly touching film, or, like, this really weird touching song. But it's sung so poorly and performed so badly, yet the lyrics are so good, they, like, shine through. And as that came up, it's like, Songs written by Paul Williams. Whoa, what? So, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> this music? That's amazing. That's crazy. And then he was like, the album is out for purchase. So you know what, Ethan? Um, I looked it up. Yeah? I'm like, I wonder if I can actually get this album. Yeah. The movie was so bad that they never released the album for the movie. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it did so poorly. The movie, when it was released, was so bad and no one liked it. That even though in the credits it says album now available out in stores, they never released <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there God. is no physical copy of these songs anywhere. Only MP3s that people have pulled off of the movie, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So this movie was a really weird film to watch. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh. It's bad. It's bad. But it's no. a weird bad. It's a very weird bad. Because like most, because it's, what would you classify? It's like a comedy, It's supposed right? to be, a, it's supposed to be a comedy. Okay. It's not a drama. It's, yeah. Because the thing is, it's like all the, com it's this comedy 
I almost feel like I take the premise and I could see it totally working. Absolutely. Totally working. With and the I could right almost director. see the ideas of like two lounge people doing it. And like, yeah, with the right director, with the right writing, with the right actors. Act- and the right actors is the biggest thing. That is a big thing. Yeah. Um, this movie could have worked. Totally. Like, it could have totally worked. So you can kind of see that while watching it. But everything, everything else is working against this movie. Yeah. Because the pacing is slow. Yeah. The plot is confusing. Very. Even for like, no reason. For like no reason. It could have been simplified way down. Mm-hmm. Um, the two main leads are boring as hell, despite being, you know, great actors are just not meant for this type of role. Not at all. Um, the jokes are poorly timed. They're poorly timed most of the time. And the rest of the time, they're just bad. The joke music isn't funny either. There's joke music. Well, I mean, it's the music is supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be kind of funny. How right. Bad like it jokey is. music. It's, it's just bad though. It's, it's just such a weird, it's such a weird feeling it, film. You because, know what it feels like? Yeah. It feels like this movie had already been made and then like. A um a Lars von no wait is it Lars von Trier no, it's like another director was like hey let's remake the movie you know like it feels like this is a shot for shot remake of an existing film and everything's done wrong you know like it it, it almost feels like that it you feels know, really you know it also feels like it feels like someone was like you know the graduates in a hilarious movie oh yeah. Let's take that style of humor and not put any of the drama in it at all. No, but that's even more different because the humor in The Graduate is like, it's, it's, it's funny because it's relatable. You can relate that's exactly to these it. characters. Yeah. You cannot relate yeah. to anything and that's that's going And that's the big problem, but they try to make you relate to them, but it's like, I None don't of it's grounded. It at all, any of it. It's all weird stuff. Weird, just weird. It's really freaking weird. I because it almost seems absurdist at times, especially when at the good beginning when the the girlfriend and the wife's leaving. It's like yeah, that's the feels, other thing it too. It just feels weird. Apparently, like this was one of the first directors that or one of the first movies this director had done, and it's very obvious. Yeah, like it's very obvious that she just and apparently the other thing is is like there's a lot of things because after I watched the movie, I read up on it, which I like to do. Um, apparently. Warren Beatty was very unhappy with how it was being filmed. So a lot of it was, was actually directed by him. Okay. Um, oh, Warren Beatty and the main director had separate editing, like, like ideas for the movie. That's why this movie feels super weird and unfocused. It feels like three or four people had different opinions and ideas of how the movie should have been done. Uh, and they're all like put together. It's weird because there's a lot of movies now that have lots of people, you know, behind them, behind yeah. them working on things and have different visions and stuff like that. Like, uh, but it seemed they all seem even like say a Marvel movie, yeah. Like you know those are been homogenized down to like homogenized, homogenized. There we go. Homogenized. <laughs> you have to homogenize that weird word. Exactly. Just, I have to boil it down. Yeah. So um, they've been boiled down so much that it's a very singular vision that everyone has, so they feel at least consistent. Yeah. Well, this one is like two artsy people trying to do two different types of art yeah and they all fail i think horribly this is a big problem too these two actors they might be really good friends in real life have no chemistry they really don't they like not on this screen at least nope they do not play off each other well at all and they both feel like they're doing two very different movies like dustin hoffman is doing this like crazy like over the top upbeat thing and warren Beatty's doing this really weird like slow cadence and they're not they're in complete opposite with what they're doing. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. It totally. feels really strange. It just feels like it feels like one of those, uh, movies where the actors were not in the same room together, you know, 
like like a Sin City where they're just all in front of a green screen. Yeah, and totally interacting with each other. It just it's really strange. This person says things, other person ignores it, sort of thing. It's it's weird. It's they're it's, not playing it, off each other. Yeah, it's hard to describe how weird this movie feels because you you can even watch like a clip of it and be like, oh, this movie just looks kind of bad. But like Don't watching we, it completely all the way through, well, or halfway, half it, yeah, um, you get a sense of just the weird tonal difference that isn't like I don't know, just. Like, you can look at Spawn and be like, this movie really doesn't know how to fig- figure out its tone at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can send, like, a clip where it goes from, you know, the clown to anything a else. A really dramatic movie. moment to, like, a big kick right, right after, scene. Yeah, right after each other. While this one is just, like, it's just weird. It's, it's just a weird, slow, gradual, like, a gradient of how it changes tone. Definitely. Def- but it's all still, like, it's a all comedy. It still doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's a really strange film. But I got to say, I'm glad I finally seen it. Well, you can now talk to your mom about now it. Now I can finally like talk to her and be like, you know what? Because I remember when I asked her, like, what is it about? She goes, just two guys lost in a desert. That's all it is. And I can be like, you know what, mom? You're right. That's at least the last half. It's not in the first half. Yeah, that's true. And the first half is two guys who can't sing. <laughs> I'm really wanting, but can't. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was that was Ishtar. Um, have you guys seen any other movies with Warren Beatty? Because I've only seen two of them. You guys should suggest them. Uh, email us at email at theotherhatpodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and suggest movies there. Um, if you like this episode, you can find other episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and a review. We will read it on the show no matter what it is. No matter if it is, and I would actually rather like to see this, if it is just a review, like, a case for Ishtar. Why do you like this movie? What is no so- one's going to come up and say that? I don't know. It'd be nice if they did because clearly people like it. Like like I've said, Tarantino, Scorsese. Uh, uh, Tarantino's weird. Tarantino, Scorsese. Scorsese's weird. <laughs> you know, anyone who likes this movie's weird. I mean, I guess so. But yeah, it's I, I want I want a case for. I, I just even if I don't agree with it, I just want to understand what you like about it. Like what about it speaks to you? That's all I want. Um, cause to us, it just doesn't, just isn't, it isn't singing, you know? Yeah. It isn't, it, it's, it's, it's really flat. It's an, it's an off note. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 But, uh, yeah. So thanks. Thanks everybody. I, I don't know what to say about this film. There's really though. nothing else. There's, There's nothing else. Hey, huh? Do you want to start a song and dance? Uh, uh, uh write, write some songs and sing them. Go All to right. Telling a lie is hard. It's really that, that easy. That's how the song is beginning of the movie goes. Is it really? Yeah. We can't use that then. Ah, shit. (laughs) It takes... hmm. Oh, it takes a lot to have... hmm. Oh, sorry. It takes a lot to have nothing... It takes a lot to have any... Damn it, why? I wrote this fucked up. Like, this is fucked up how I wrote this. Okay, I thought, because Warren was a dumb character, I thought that was what was being said in the scene. Almost. Okay, Almost. Well, okay, take your time. It's not even really corrections corner. Just want no one to think I'm an idiot. I mixed up uh, Lars von Trier with Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant was the one that remade Psycho and, uh, uh, in the uh, late 90s. Just want to make sure. Which episode that. was that? Just now. Oh, right now? It's in this episode, remember? You literally made that mistake now? I just made that mistake now at the middle of the episode, and I was scrambling because I knew it wasn't Gus Van. Uh. Wait, did I say Gus Van Sand in the episode? Oh, God. Oh! Oh!